Hello and welcome to another podcast of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And Father, we spent last episode discussing obligations and ultimately what we got to was the groundwork for piety in a sense where the natural starting point is we have a recognition inside ourselves that we are not able to repay this debt in a sense. And in God's case, it's all of existence, like all of it. You can't control any of that. Um, you gave examples about how we can't make a harvest of a plant or an apple. We can't control how much clouds block the sun, what kind of rainfall we got that year. We can do some things to try to help the gifts that are given to us, but we certainly can't control it. You know, a plague of locusts could come out out of the ground at any point, and there's nothing we'll be able to do about it except for hope we can swat them away. But that being said, we all have different points in our lives where we are given something that we're not able to repay. Um, as you've given the example before on a more interpersonal level, whenever we're children and we're giving gifts because we just physically don't have the funds to be able to pay someone back when you're three, you know, it's not going to happen. So what I want to discuss now is we've given kind of two of the extreme examples. By far, we cannot pay God back, nor can we do things when we're children. But we see as we become adults or older in life that when someone you know gives you an act of charity that you're not able to repay, in some of us, we have that recognition that there's two choices essentially you can go. You can go down the thankfulness direction, which is what we discussed last episode and all the positive effects therein, or we can go down um, almost a negative resentful side of it where we're upset that someone's given something us. And it, it can lead to a negative spiral. And I think that whenever we have the, these conversations, we focus upon the good and the positive a lot because it's important, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's good to focus upon all the graces that we get from God because they're more than we can count. But a lot of times it starts us with making the choice of being thankful and accepting the gifts openly. And I think that while talking about the positive is important is we also should talk about the negative of choosing to actively not be thankful, becoming resentful or spiteful when someone is trying to give you something that either you might not be able to repay or you just didn't want to receive. And I bring this up because oftentimes when we talk about the issue of converting someone, it is in my mind that pivotal point, how to change someone from being resentful and resistant to something that is positive to turning it to being thankful and gracious. So I want to just have a conversation about there and let you have it because this is basically your life. <laughs> well, it was a great setup, Joe. Thanks for walking us right into that. Yeah, it's you hear from people sometimes being resentful at having an obligation, you know, and uh, sometimes the Catholic Church is viewed in that way, like, oh, it's just a bunch of rules, you know, it just placed a bunch of obligations on people and uh, make them feel bad about it. <laughs> and uh, your question is, is critical. How, you know, if, if that's all it's about, like, yeah, give it up. But um, it seems that some people really love 
the Catholic Church and love being Catholic and love the relationship that they, well, anyway, I'm tipping my hand as to how you make that transition. Um, whereas some people seem sort of burdened by it. You know, it's kind of like, uh, kind of like school, you know, oh, can't wait for a snow day. You know, I, as if there's basically no value in this activity, it's just imposed on us by cruel people who don't understand our real needs and are just trying to create busy work for us to uh, have something to do with our time and get out of their hair or something like that. And finally, we're set free by acts of God from these uh, Im impositions of, you know, school or work or whatever. And, you know, anyway, there's there's a place for a break. There's a place for a vacation. There's a place for a, a change of pace. There's, you know, a place for all of those kinds of things. And uh, that's uh, that's not evil in itself. But if if our work is merely a burden, if our if our uh, school is merely a burden, if our family life is merely a burden, if our religion is merely a burden, then we need to do some examination about our lives. I mean, uh why are why are we doing the things that we're doing and that that kind of reflection is is really important in every area of life uh you and i are obviously talking especially about religion um in this podcast in this particular episode but um you know i think rediscovering our reasons is really important so let me start with a, a more human setting you know uh you're a married man, Joe. Your wife places obligations on you, to use that obligation word again. She says, you got to take out the trash and you got to fix this window and you've got to uh, pick this stuff up from the store. And and you could start to think of your life as like this endless series of obligations placed on you by the old ball and chain. You know, we use this kind of language and it's like, well, how'd you get into this? You know, why why are you doing this? And sometimes it helps us to go back to the beginning and say, well, because I fall, I fell in love with this woman and I thought that it would be worth my time, you know, it'd be worth my life to invest myself in getting married and building a family and doing everything together, that there is a value in being together, that we could offer something together uh, and offer something to each other that we couldn't do alone, that this is something beautiful. And if you have religious faith, maybe even said, and I think God wants it, you know, he sees the whole picture and he thinks it's a good idea. So probably it's a good idea. But sometimes we need to renew our reasons for things. And that helps us see like, oh, this isn't an obligation that she's imposing on me. This is part of the communication of a relationship that we support each other. Now, I could become resentful that she never tells me what she wants, and then I never have any idea, and then she just hates me all the time. I could actually be grateful that she's letting me know what it is that she would like for me to do, and that gives me a chance to express my gratitude for her and the fact that we're together and my love for her. I know how to do that because she says, hey, these things would really help me, and then I freely choose to carry them out out of the, the, the mutuality of our relationship. But yeah, reframing those things is so critical and, and taking the opportunity to do that. And so as uh, we were reframing our religion as, well, no, it's not just God placing obligations on us. In fact, he actually, he asks very little of us. He gives us everything, everything. God gives us everything. What do you have that you haven't received? You know. 
So from the beginning of our existence and our ongoing being sustained in existence, he gives us everything. And we should be feeling like, how can I repay the Lord? What can I do about this? How can I say thank you? I, I feel the existential need to thank him for the gift uh, that he gives me. And that switches things around when we say, oh, oh, okay, I see. I can live this out by, by charity. Love one another as I love you, Jesus said. Okay. Um, and, you know, and I can live this out by, by worship. I, and he's given me a beautiful way to worship in the, in the gift of the mass and the church. And, and I can live this out by, uh, by just denying myself in different ways and, and by taking time for personal prayer and by, uh, you know, making my, my by following his call in my life, the call to become a priest or the call to to get married for you. I can I can listen to him and 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 obey him. I can, you know. So if we switch that around to say, well, he's given me so much. How can I thank him? Then that has a way of turning the obligation into an opportunity. And I think that's a better way to think about it. This is our opportunity to say thank you. This is our opportunity to say yes. This is our opportunity to deepen a relationship. This is our opportunity to, uh, to give ourselves in love for another. This is our opportunity to grow as a human being. This is our opportunity to grow in holiness. And so if we can allow obligations to, to kind of be transformed in that way, it can really change our attitude towards them, the way that we approach them, to see them as opportunities, and then to have a whole different level of joy that I have this opportunity and can live that out. And I think that that's an excellent way of looking at it. You know, I, I, I'm thinking through as some examples in the past I know that, you know, people who are going through summer training for a sports team, you know, we can often look at in the middle of July, it is hot. I don't want to be running around outside in pads. You know, I don't want to be having three day practices where I'm literally just getting hit and melting in the sun. And that's not fun. And you can look at it as why are we putting us through this? No one really wants to do this. Or you can look at it from the other way of, this is one of X amount of practices we get to really get on our best to improve. And that just simple shift in mindset turns teams from being very far under 500 to being champions by, you know, as they say in football, enjoy the process, you know, want to be a part of it. And, it's a mental shift and, and, you know, using the language of the church is where I came with conversion. Um, you know, taking that step back and just saying, Hey, I have an opportunity now. I can either be upset by this gift that was given upon me and, or I could be grateful for it. And to take the element of the gratefulness leads to a much more positive outlook on life as I'm grateful that that's kind of your default setting, Father. You know, whenever I, we try to bring this up, you just go to that spot of, of being helpful and being positive. And, you know, as they say in science, everything can have an equal and opposite reaction. Well, if you do the opposite, as much joy as, as you're articulating here, Father, can lead to the negative side of the fence. And the important part that I think can be articulated, especially with our faith, is that it doesn't matter where you're at on that negative side of feelings, uh, 
it's never too late to come back and take the next opportunity to turn towards positive and thanksgiving and happiness. And, you know, for some people, it's not going to start with day one, I'm coming to a mass. It might just start with simply acting out the faith through elements of charity. I become a better spouse. I become a better, you know, brother or sister. I, I just listen better. I, I try not to push as many buttons. And just basic things that have a giant ripple effect beyond you. Because we know that there's a lot of people out there that are essentially are reactionary. Whatever you put towards them, they're going to be a mirror put right back at you. Which can lead into a really great or horrible situation, depending on what the starting input was. I, I remember whenever I was growing up, my mom above our bathroom had that kind of vanity that was three glass panels that you could fold the sides in. And when you made it a perfect square, the side on the left would reflect the side on the right virtually for infinity and so far back. And um, this is the same type of thing. If, if you put life in there, a lot of people in our society are mirrors. So just by taking a few of us out there and taking these opportunities to say, let's be grateful for this chance. Let's, let's be positive about it can have a multiplier effect so far beyond our reach and knowledge that a simple being happy and not being upset that you have to wear a mask during Corona or just, you know, not creating negativity in the world and being, you know, positive whenever we can, can make such a radical difference. And I think that that is something that I'm very thankful that you bring to the table here every time we do these recordings, Father, because you just have this default setting of already knowing that and knowing that you might not see the direct outcome of everything. And if we think back in our own lives, when we were given positive encouragement, training, or really anything, how often is the person who ultimately started that process for us been able to see it all the way through? But because of that training, that extra attention, or just simple kindness has made our lives better and throughout that. So I, I wanted to emphasize that here in today's episode and definitely in, invite people to do that. And Father, I know that we have about 10 more minutes left in this particular episode. I want to give you a chance to expound upon that and to give us a chance to have some good positive thoughts going into the rest of the week. Mm. I like your example with uh, football and what a different approach that is. You know, it's uh, a lot of things that we do in training, you know, and the, the, the Greek word for training, by the way, is asceticism. So we hear that in religious circles. How do we, how do you train to be a good Christian? Uh, what's the ascetical practice, the ascetical disciplines that we need to take on to grow in our Christian discipleship? And uh, the kind of training that a football team does, it's a lot of hard work. That summer summer training and you're, and you're running it hard. I was a soccer player, so I have my own small version of that and the, the heavy activity, especially after the winter lull when we started the spring season or you know, after the summer lull and, and getting back in in the fall and having to work it hard and sprints and, 
and you, and it and it hurts so good you know you recognize although it's hard and there are times that you have to die to self now sometimes it feels good to get the blood moving and you like to move your you know you have fun at practice and the, you know those times are great too but it's like ultimately you know this is going to be great because i'm going to push it hard and then i'm going to have the endurance in the game that i really need and so you can start to feel those advanced benefits for yourself and and for others you know uh, for the team as you are pressing into the hard work of summer training uh, i think of my dad too is such a beautiful example he uh, when my mother became increasingly more debilitated from parkinson's he was her full-time caregiver and he recognized you know he just looked at her and, and thought if i go you know if i get sick if i get debilitated what is she going to do you know i mean how he just he just couldn't bear that thought which is so beautiful and so he got up every morning like it was his job you know uh to exercise to get, get into the pool to get on the treadmill and he developed a routine and it, he didn't like it like he doesn't like to get up early in the morning and doesn't like having that workout every day and doesn't you know but he just had to look at my mother and say the alternative is a lot worse uh, i'm not i can't bear that i need to do everything i can do in order to be there for her as long as i can be there for her as long as she needs me and and that's so beautiful i mean that and that has a way of transforming things that are kind of onerous and difficult and a little bit painful and a struggle and and we can really see the good there we can focus on the good outcome and not even a good outcome he wasn't even focused on like i'm going to live longer i'm going to feel better i'm going to he's totally focused on her and that is a beautiful example of how love can transform everything we do uh, and, and I think, you know, I never talked to somebody who worked in the coal mines or in the steel mills. And, you know, it's hard to imagine what was rewarding about that other than the fact you could bring home a paycheck. And I can just imagine some of the guys that were doing some of that stuff, which just must have been horrendous, must still be. I mean, there's still guys in coal mines and in steel mills, although we, we've developed a few workers rights and there are a few amenities and there's a little bit of humanization at least in the united states in other countries i think it's as bad as it was 100 years ago for us but uh yeah i imagine guys who who got up in the morning and were like okay well this is what we're doing today and and the paycheck i bring home at the end of the day that matters you know for the wife and kids i can do this and then as you said I learned to enjoy the process. I'll bet that some of those guys too found some ways that like, yeah, there's some satisfaction about, you know, I dug out 20 tons of coal today or whatever it was, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm making a, a, a major contribution. There are people who have heat in their homes because of what I do. Feel good about that. And, and then the guys that I work with, I work with some great guys, you know, and, and I can really appreciate them. And it's, you know, it's hard to get up in the morning. It's hard to drag myself out before the sun has ever shown. I mean, I think some of those guys in the coal mines got up before the sun was up and they went home after the sun was down and they spent the entire day underground. I mean, it's like they may have gone for days without seeing the sun, but they were together with some guys that they really respected 
and maybe really enjoyed being with. And those are the, the, the ways in between that we can find, okay, it, there's an ultimate purpose to it, which is eternal salvation. There's a long-term purpose to it, which is bringing home a paycheck for the wife and kids. And there's a short-term purpose to it, which is I can find some ways to be grateful and to be with people and to enjoy the, the work that I'm doing today. And likewise, you know, uh, obviously with those things like mass or uh, with the, the religious obligations, um, there's an there's an eternal purpose to it. There's a long-term purpose, and we can find a short-term uh, things to appreciate as well. And then it really transforms our attitude when we have the that purpose attached to what we're doing, and can be more thoughtful and intentional about those daily activities. And to go off of what you're saying there, the the part that I took away as thing is the most important is when the purpose isn't yourself the effects end up being much more profound in the mm. sense that you're going to be more dedicated to doing it. Um, I'm, I'm sure in your father's case, if he was just doing it for himself, there would be sometimes he would be able to justify it. Well, I would feel better if I would sleep in for an extra two hours rather than going and running mm. because well, who so. really wants to do that? But when you have a purpose that's for someone else, it will drive you to new heights far beyond you would ever do if you just did it for yourself. And I love how you finished that, that you articulated that it's not just for us in the physical world right now, but it also applies to our spiritual world in the short term and the long run. And ultimately we're always going to be better off living for other people and being thankful in the process. So I thank you for your time in this, Father. I thank you for being thankful and joyous as we do these <laughs> episodes. And we hope that everyone out there is um, enjoying them as well. And please share them with your friends that are around you. And if you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button on your uh, podcast provider there. We'll be with you again next week and hope you have a great week.